Hi folks, this is Audacity and Love and Life, and I am your host, Sean Matos. Um, before I get into tonight's uh, podcast, I'm sorry I'm late, it's really late, actually. I wanted to go to bed, but uh, I figured I'd shoot one out because, you know, people are all caught up now. <laughs> so I gotta get something for them to listen to. But anyway, <clears throat> I wanted to shout out to L's Jersey Central Station Bar uh, for their... Uh, number one, Blue Claw Crabs and Garlic Sauce Special with Garlic Bread. Oh my God. It's all day and all night, Wednesday through Sunday. And it it's like $25. It's like $22.50, but with tax or whatever, you know, it's, it comes to like $25. Well worth it. Uh, she used to own the Oak Tavern. Um, and, you know... Uh, she knows my dad. I know her. I did some security work for, for them. And, uh, my dad, my stepfather is a professional billiards player and pool player and has traveled to Vegas, won championships. And so has my real father. So I grew up playing pool. Um, my father tried to get me, my stepfather tried to get me to join his team but I'm not one to like hang out um, in the bar like that and everything like that. And um, and plus I was busy because I was doing, you know, I'm all over the place with my jobs, three jobs or whatever. And I didn't want to like not go to work to make money to go play pool or whatever. It ended up they were, you know, they won several championships in, in Vegas and everything, but their team and everything. But, you know, I just, you know, it was more important as a single person, you know, to make money and stuff like that, you know, and, and, uh, live the, live the life that I want to live. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, and then there was times I was in a relationship too with people and I, you know, they were like, Oh, wait a minute, you're going to do this and then hang out at the bar. Oh no, 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 no. I don't think so, honey. All right. You're the boss. No, <laughs> but anyway, it, you know, I got to tell you, I'm going to be honest. Um, I would go for lunch and I would go to dinner, but I, I personally, you know, I love her to death and I love the bar, but it does attract, uh, um, a certain kind of crowd that, you know, it gets rough <laughs> at night and, you know, I, I, you know, it is a kid friendly bar, so you can bring your kids during the day and everything like that. But I, I, you know, I, I personally wouldn't want to bring my kid um, or me even hang out at night sometimes because it can get rough, you know, uh, unfortunately that's the way it is, you know what I mean? And a lot of these bars I noticed lately have been having, uh, fights pretty much every weekend. It's just unreal. I don't know what's in the water, you know, in this world right now, but it's just crackhead crazy stuff, you know? Um, and, and it's scary, you know? Um, so anyway, so she was nice enough. She bought me a beer and everything. And, you know, it was like, how's the crabs? And I'm like, I'm having multiple orgasms right now. Leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, I when I tell you right now that this is the best blue claw crabs and garlic I have ever tasted in my entire friggin' life, I am. I'm I'm not really one to shoot out anything on my podcast because some of these people, like I got friends and I want to shout out to people, Australia, Finland, Ukraine, you know, there's people from all over the world listening to my podcast, not just uh, in the United States. And I just want to give a shout out to all my peeps out there that are listening from other countries. Thank you. Um, I, I, I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast and everything. Um, 
But anyway, <clears throat> I just want to say um, that if you can, uh, and you know, go out during the day for or for lunch or or early dinner or whatever, I would suggest um, trying out their crabs, man. I'm telling you right now, like they were like everybody was like, man, like I, <laughs> I swear to God, I think I chewed on the shells. I mean. <laughs> was like, I don't want to waste a bit of this good stuff. I literally was going to lick the plate, but I didn't want to, um, you know, uh, be that bad about how good it was, you know. But I did say, like, the, the waitress, you know, she came up and I told Elle, you know, you know, thing, you know that, that it's the best crap. I, I said, I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to put it on my Chow Hunter page, you know, podcast. I'm telling you right now, this is the best. I've been all over and eaten crabs before. And I'm real fussy about blue claw crabs and how they're cooked. You know, my twin brother best friends, their mother. Um, we used to go crabbing a lot, the three of us, you know, the twins and I. And um, bring them home, and their mom, you know, their mom would cook the most awesome red sauce and garlic sauce uh, crabs. And I've never in my life um, been able to find anybody that matches how good she used to cook them or surpasses that. And I can tell you, they surpassed um, her her cooking. They surpassed it, and I, I never in a million years thought that would ever happen. You know. And I can tell you right now, if you get a chance, it's it's well worth the money, you know. I think I had, uh, I think I probably looked like the cookie monster <laughs> the way I was eating the crabs, but I didn't give a shit. Because <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, this is some shit. And then the waitress came up and she's like, you know, you enjoying the, you know, are you enjoying the crabs? And, you know, and I said, oh my God, I love it. I said, I literally, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm having multiple orgasms. I'm not going to have to have sex for a couple years at least, you know. So <laughs> she started laughing her ass off. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to uh, shout out to Bronson because him and I were texting and everything. And I just love him to death. I swear to fucking God, I just love you, Bronson, to death. I love all, you know, uh, all the girls, the girls that I was a nanny for, their ch- children and and everything, you know, um, and I'm just, just so proud of them, I really am, you know, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm just so glad I didn't have to push anybody out of my vagina, <laughs> let everybody else do the work, and I'll help take care of your kids, <laughs> and make sure they have a good life and everything, but, you know, <laughs> I'm just messing with it, but anyway, um, I wanted to talk about, you know, I think I told told you guys about um, being a fan of Married at First Sight. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, um, I try to watch Married at First Sight, but like I said, I, I am like always doing something. So I was on my iPad uh, last night and I was, you know, reading emails and, you know, all this kind of crazy stuff, researching some stuff. Um, so... I didn't really pay attention to uh, Married at First last night, but I always record it because I know how I am. Um, I'll get distracted. I'll start watching it, and then I'll walk out the door and say, hey, I'm going to go to the store, or I'm going to go you know, to the mall, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to meet up with somebody you know, at the bar, and we're going to have a couple drinks or whatever, you know? So um, I, I never, like, it's hardly ever that I sit through um, some things um, and, you know, I, I, you know, if, if I watch a series, it's got to keep 
my attention. Like that that series Beef that I was telling you guys about on Netflix. I literally binge-watched it um, because I liked it so much. Um, and that's rare for me because usually I can't sit through a series, you know, like uh, Yellowstone I love. Certain series I love, you know, and, and I'll make sure I, you know, record them. Um, and then when I have the time to, and I actually sit still to watch him, you know. So I didn't get to really watch Married at First Sight last night. So I'm, I came home from running around and going out to eat and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, ah, you know what, let me sit, cuddle with the dogs. Muffin doesn't feel good. She has an ear infection. I had to pay $130. Um, when was it? Yesterday morning, I think I took her to the doctor's, the vet. Um, I tried to treat it myself, and um, it, it just wasn't happening. And I, I just started to get really concerned that, you know, I shouldn't, uh, I should just go, you know, take care of it with a vet and just make sure, you know, because I didn't want to get it in any worse. I could tell it was bothering her. And I know, you know, how I feel when I'm sick or whatever, you know. So I took her um, yesterday morning and it was the first time that Scout has ever been alone in the house because he's highly dependent on her and me. And um, I was really worried about, you know, how he was going to react, and I felt bad, but I just couldn't handle both of them, especially with my bad shoulder, you know, so I left him home, but I, I watched him on the camera, and I left, I put, I put my podcast on for him to listen to, because I figured if he hears my voice, he won't be so anxious, and, and I was right, he was able to chill out, just look out the window, you know, he went and sat on the chair in the other room, the front room is their room, I have it set up like, uh, you know, like a mini living room, but that's their room to hang out and do whatever, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> so anyway, I, uh, took her to the vet, did a lot of running around, didn't, you know, uh, got home late. Uh, didn't didn't really pay attention too much to uh, the show and everything like that. But um, anyway, so I watched the Married at First State, like right now. And I just want to say something like, um, well, that's what I'm here for. I'm on a podcast saying something. <laughs> I just want to say something. No, I'm just going to sit here in silence. No. <laughs> but um <clears throat> Kirsten and Shaquille, and I don't know how many people are watching Married at First Sight, but my, you know, my prediction is there's only going to be one couple that uh, survives this, and that's uh, Nicole and Chris. Everybody else is just going to say, you know, I'm going to, I'm moving on with my life without, you know, these people, this person that you picked for me, whatever, you know, and, and a lot of them didn't really put in the work that they should have or whatever, or, or they're pretending like they did or whatever, you know. Um, but anyway, my view is this. If you're going to do something like that, then you got to go all in, you know. And uh, a lot of these people, um, they, you know, they're, they're a little bit, they're not attracted to each other, you know. Um... And I think the problem is that they're not even trying because they're going from, well, I'm not attracted to this person, but, and they're not able to bypass the outer looks um, and get into what's the core of that person. 
you know, um, because they just can't get past, uh, I'm not attracted to this person on a physical sense. But um, if, if they were really let themselves go to look deeper into the other person, um, that then they would find an attraction for each other and build and grow together, you know. And um, ha they just have too much expectations. Like, they expected this person to look a certain way, you know. <clears throat> and and as soon as they realize this person doesn't look like who I thought they were going to look at, like, or who I dreamt up uh, the person that I was going to marry was going to look like, um, they've kind of stonewalled themselves from that point on, you know. And I think that Chris and Nicole... Um, first of all, had, you know, a physical attraction, but it was more like they're working with each other to get to know each other and the core of each other and, and, you know, all their imperfections and accepting them and trying to work with them and stuff like that. So anyway, so Kirsten's mother <clears throat> came for dinner and they, Shaquille and her were talking about their issues, about what they expect from each other. And Kirsten's mother said this, and I think it was so friggin' awesome. I was like, wow, this is, this woman knows what she's talking about. Her mom said, words of wisdom to you. Let the expectations down. You need to let them go. Well, I want him to do, I want him to do it like this. He's not. She says he's not. I want her to say it like this. She's not. It's not happening, and it's okay. Expect that you will always be let down. Sorry. She said, you get caught up in that, and you miss out on really living. Take the wall down, pull the shade up, whichever way you want to look at it, and enjoy each other. Relax, laugh, smile, breathe. That's where the love grows. That's where the love grows from. Living, not expecting. And I was like, oh man, she's awesome. I love this woman. Like she should have her own podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's so true. Like we we always, you know, and I'm guilty of it too. I'm not so guilty of it as I was when I was younger, you know. Um, expectations, you know, of other people. Um, you know, we all go, I think, through that phase where we're looking for somebody who's everything we want. You know, looks, you know, intelligence, emotional intelligence, you know, uh, whatever. Sen same sense of humor. Uh, same, they like the same music. Like, we want somebody that um, mirrors us. And... and and quite frankly, we were never going to find that. We're never going to find that. Because we all come from different backgrounds. We all had different experiences. You know, we all look different. We all act different. We all like, you know, different foods. Like, I, I want to marry somebody who loves tacos. But, you know, they might not like the right... They might not like them. <laughs> you know what I mean? They might like pizza more. Or whatever. You know, is that going to keep me from wanting to, you know, be with them? No. Or, I'm, you know, I want to be with somebody that likes Harry Potter. Like, am I, am I not going to be with somebody who doesn't like Harry Potter? Or whatever. It's like, you know, how are we, you know, we expect people to be what we want them to be. And, and we lose the joy of, of 
um, discovering each other, you know, and discovering our differences. And actually, quite frankly, like I said, I tried a lot of things out sexually or whatever, and that girl that I was with, the Peruvian, we, you know, I was taught a lot. And then the other woman uh, that was, you know, 30 years older than me, she taught me a lot. We learn from our relationships. And, you know, I learned how to enjoy poetry. I learned how to enjoy Shakespeare. I learned how to enjoy things that I, um, you know, didn't, too mu- didn't know too much about or, or nothing about. And that came through discovering each other in a relationship, you know, and wanting to um, learn what the other one was uh, new, you know, that I didn't know and and vice versa. And and also, um, you know, embracing our differences, you know, and trying to make your partner happy. And it doesn't mean that you have to always do everything everything to make your partner happy but that you want to try you know like we're different we're different so you know okay I'll go to the opera I'm not a big fan of opera I'm trying to tell you I, you know I I like the opera but I'm not a big fan of it <laughs> you know what I mean I can give or take it but if uh like uh the one that was older than me you know she was 30 years older than me she loved going to the opera so I went with her and and my joy came from the fact that she was enjoying it it didn't, you know, I enjoyed it, but I, I enjoyed it even more because she was enjoying it. And I was, it, it made her happy that I was with her. You know what I mean? So, you know, and we got to stop like, you know, looking at people. I mean, there's people that I've been attracted to that I wouldn't think that I would ever be attracted to. But there was something about them that I was attracted to, you know, and, and the same thing with people with me. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not fucking, uh you know, some gorgeous person, I know that, you know what I mean, but at the same time, you know, we are magnetic to certain people, you know, or charismatic to certain people, or whatever, um, you know, so, and we're not perfect, look, I can be boring as hell, sometimes I just don't want to talk to anybody, I just want to just chill, you know what I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to, that's what I love about this podcast, I do it when I feel like doing it, um, and I have something to talk about. And sometimes I can't even think of something to talk about. Like, I don't even want to think about what to talk about, you know? You know, sometimes I just want to, you know, sit around and, uh, you know. Uh, excuse me. I think I burped. It's kind of like, oh, here it comes. I'm sorry. <laughs> My stomach has been erupting crazy. Like, it's like a volcano. Mount St. Helens. I don't know. Whatever. I anyway, um... So anyway, I wanted to talk about that because I just loved um, what she said, and it and it just, um, you know, really applies to all of us, you know, that are in a relationship or that are looking to be in a relationship. That um, expectations are a killer. They're a killer. Because we're never going to get what we expect from another person. We're just never going to get all that we expect from another person. And that's where communication comes. Communication is the key. Like, if you feel a certain way about something, then you could say, look, honey, like, you burp a lot. Don't, can you please not burp so much? 
you know, or, or whatever, you know, like you got to tell each other, this is, you know, I, you know, I would hope that if we do this, that you wouldn't, you know, and, and I can't, I'm not going to tell you what to do and we can never control each other. You know, we never want to get it that way. We don't want to do that, you know, but you can express your feelings about things to each other and be open about it, you know, um, but to, to, you don't, you know, like if somebody's willing to compromise, that's one thing, but you don't want to go around changing people. Like, I hate when people, I hear people say, oh, I wish he dressed like this and I wish he cut his hair and wore his hair like this. You know, I had somebody that I was in a relationship that wanted to basically dress me and have my hair a certain way. And I was like, well, then you don't love me because if you're trying to change me like this, you don't love me for who I am. You you're only, you know, like you love me for who you want me to be. And I'm not going to do that, you know? Um, so at the end of the day, don't let people change you that one. You want to compromise with each other and work with each other, you know, and be respectful to each other. Like if somebody says, Sean, like, you know, condense that burp, uh, when we go out in public or whatever, I'll be like, yeah, that's okay. And I won't fart either because, you know, I'll hold that in too. Whatever, you know, because that'll make you happy and you're right. <laughs> I shouldn't do that in public or whatever. And I'm just giving you an example. I've never had anybody say that to me because I've never, I've been pretty cool about, you know, where the, the proper places to do things. Except a couple times, like, I did burp uh, because I, when I drink, like, Coke or something like that, you know, the bubbles and, you know, it, it just, just like my stomach explodes. That's why I try and stay away from that. But um, at the end of the day... Uh, you know, just, just try not to expect things from people. Like I, I'm all for, you know, I, I love it when I see odd couples, like when I see, um, people that you would look and say, how the hell they end up together? Like, you know, she, you know, like she's six foot four and he's three foot two and she's tall and skinny and he's, you know, 300 pounds over, uh, overweight or whatever. But whatever it is, man, they just, they accept each other for who they are. And it's so fucking awesome. You know, they just fucking embrace their differences. And, and, you know, if we can learn how to do that, um, in relationships, a lot of people would, you know, their relationships would last a lot longer, I think, you know, um, the expectations kill us every time, you know, we expect everything and it's just not relationships. When we walk out the door, we expect stuff, uh, from, you know, the bartender, from the waitress, from, you know, the chef, from the grocery store clerk, you know what I mean? Like, you know, from our neighbor, whatever, you know, we always want to, we have this idea in our head of how things um, should be and how they're not and how if they're not the way I think they should be, then they're not right for me or this isn't right for me or whatever, you know, there's something wrong with them or whatever, you know. Um, I'm, I'm like this. Look, I, I know I talk a lot of shit like, you know, you should off yourself if you're an evil fuck or whatever. But, you know, come on, let's face it. Um you know, I, I'm talking about people that really have something evil in them, you know, um, and that at the end of the day, um, I don't expect them to off themselves. Well, what I do expect is um, that we should all be common, human, decent 
people to each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's not, uh, that, you know, to me, I'm not asking, I feel I'm not asking for much, you know, uh, because at the end of the day, if we can just have that core value within us um, for each other, um, the world would be a much better place. And we just don't need any more evil in this world. Quite frankly, we don't. It's scary. Like, I don't even like to watch the news any anymore because it's fucking depressing every day to watch the news. But yet, at the same time, we have to be abreast as to what's going on in the world. Like, I need to know whether or not I need to drink my water, the, you know, if I can drink the water out of my faucet or did a train wreck that's poisoned half the fucking water in town or whatever. Like, you know, you never know what's happening in this world, you know. Like, right now, we're being blamed for fucking you know, bombing, uh, the fucking Kiev, uh, you know, and, and, uh, what do you call it? Um, in Russia, you know, like we're, we're, we're being blamed for, uh, shit attacking Russia. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like how, how would we even do that? You know, <laughs> unless we throw a nuclear bomb over there, you know, with some fucking man-made drone that's not even, <laughs> you know, a, a factory made drone or whatever. But you know, the, it's just like, you gotta, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. I need to know what's going on in the world, but at the same time, I don't want to know because it's so fucking depressing. It's so fucking disturbing to me, you know? But at the end of the day, it's like, um, you know, I, my my simplest expectation in life is just people be fucking common human, have common human decency for each other. That's my, my expectation, you know? So any other thing... Any other thing from other people, whatever, I don't, you know, I don't expect them to look a certain way or whatever, you know, like, like I said, you know, if you're religious and I'm not religious, I don't care. You could be religious all you want and go to church every Sunday. I don't care. Just don't force what you believe down my throat and then try and change the laws and everything where you're trying to suppress my life and keep me from having rights and whatever you know, to marry, to love, to whatever, my vagina, whatever, you know, like, the, you don't have that right, go to church every Sunday, believe what you want to believe, I'll believe what I want to believe, I'm not going to infringe upon your rights, do not infringe upon mine, you know, and, and I think it's very simple, you know, um, and, you know, and that's, that to me falls into the common human decency category, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, at the end of the day, like, um, don't expect too much from people, you know, and I've been guilty of that, and I'm, you know, as we grow and we get older and we learn in life, you know, uh, life's lessons and everything. Believe me, I've, I've been with some of the worst people in relationships, you know, I mean, <laughs> alcoholics, drug addicts, uh, you know, sex addicts, you know, whatever, you know, um you know, liars, whatever, cheaters, whatever you want to, you know, I, I, I've done it all, abusers, you know, um, so I've, I've, you know, I've, uh, and, and each person, I still, um, try to love them, uh, for who they were, you know, and even try and help them, you know, unfortunately, and it's so funny, because this is, this is what I wanted to tell you, too, this is how small the world is. So, I went on a, a cross-country uh, dog rescue all the way out uh, to Arizona. This woman was a victim of domestic violence. 
and they wouldn't move the dog. They moved her and her daughter cross country. And me and my friend voluntarily went across country uh, to Arizona to pick up their dog and bring it to them because the military would not pay for the transport of the dog. And there was a lady that worked in the dis- domestic violence unit in the, on the military base who voluntarily took the dog home and held on to the dog, even though she was a cat lady, um, in order for this poor dog to get rescued and sent, you know, back to, you know, the mom and, and the daughter. Um, we're in El Paso, Texas. Now, um, my first lover, like I said, I'm the nanny to her nieces and they are in their thirties and have children and everything, but I've been in her life all their life and we have not seen, uh, her for years cause she was living in Florida. Then she bounced all over Wisconsin and this and that and whatever. So, um, and she's, she's a major alcoholic, major alcoholic. And she's delved in drugs and, you know, she just bounces all over the country and whatever and, and lives with people. I, you know, I'm surprised she's still alive, quite frankly, with some of the people she involves herself with and everything. And, and, um, anyway, so, you know, I haven't seen her like seen. I spoke to her on the phone, you know, like over the holidays or whatever. And, and even then, I think I, at that time, I hadn't talked to her in like two years or something like that. Um, because she hadn't called for the holidays, you know, she usually would call the house and her sister's house and, you know, I would talk to her then. She would always ask for me, is Sean there? Yeah, okay. And we would talk for like 10, 15 minutes, catch up or whatever. Um, but she hadn't even been calling. But anyway, so we're out in El Paso, Texas. And I see this woman uh, in the middle of the road, no less, hitchhiking. And I was like, oh my God, that's my first lover. <laughs> and she says, what? And I you know, I said her name and everything. I said, that's the aunt of the girls I was a nanny for. And... You know, I turned around and looked because she was driving at that point. We were, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's her. (laughs) How fucking whacked is this? You know, and so when I got home, I asked uh, one of the girls, you know, um, have you talked to aunt, you know, whatever. And she says, uh, yeah, you know, like uh, last week she called for a few minutes or whatever. And I said, "Um, you know, she wouldn't happen to be in El Paso, Texas, would she? And she goes, yeah, that's where she is. How do you know? (laughs) I'm like, you have no idea. (laughs) You know, so yeah, I told her and she goes, oh my God. She goes, yeah, she's actually, I think she said she was in some women's shelter or whatever there or something like that, you know, and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is crazy. What a small world, you know, but, um, Anyway, and you know the, uh, I, you know I just don't. I never. I was. I, I'm very like uh, maybe not as much as I was younger, but very free spirited, like really hippie kind of like like uh, love and flowers and <laughs> smile and you know flower power. You know the whole thing. You know love everybody. You know I should have been a Harry Krishna or whatever. You know. But I was like, I, I was so all accepting of people and everything, and they could have 9,000 flaws, and I'd be able to look right past them and not, you know, whatever. But, you know, um, it's, un- it's unfortunate that um, 
we actually miss uh, opportunities with people because we expect too much from them or they expect too much from us. And like that lady said, you know, just your, you know, out of your love will grow um, and you will fall in love when you drop those expectations and you just live. Just live your life and be who you are, you know? And that's what, like, some people, when they're in a relationship with me, you know, when I was younger, I, it used to be all about them, you know? And as I grew older um, and, you know, transitioned from one relationship to another, like, you learn through your relationships and everything, not only about them, but about you and what you want and what you don't want. And, you know, some people, you know feel that I'm, uh, I have a strong personality and then, um, uh, what do you call it? I'm very strong and secure about who I am and, you know, and I have hobbies and I have friends and I'm okay to be alone and eat in a restaurant alone or with people. It doesn't matter to me, you know? Um, and, and, you know, that sometimes they, uh, they feel like they have to change to be with me to go along with what I want, how I want it, where I want because I'm doing things and, you know, I seem ADHD-like or whatever, but I'm not. Like, when I'm in a relationship, I'm very calm um, with people. Um, but they they think in the beginning that one reason why I didn't try and be in a relationship with you before or whatever was because I felt, you know... That I wasn't be a, I wasn't gonna be able to keep up with you, kind of a thing, and I, you know, quite frankly, it's like, you know, there's not, there's not too many people I can be around um, that calm me, you know. Um, I know that cancers, anybody who is a cancer calms me. I know that, like, um, you know, and uh, or a water sign like Pisces, Scorpio, you know. My friends, Trent and Kelly, are Pisces Scorpio, so they call me, you know. My my cousin is a Pisces, and he's like totally... I, sometimes we have to give him mouth-to-mouth to wonder if he's alive. He's too calm. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, um, I, I, you know, I could say there's only a couple people that calmed me in my life, uh, you know. Two or three. Actually, no. I could say um, the one that's the older woman calmed me very much. Uh, she was the one that her birthday was July 1st of, uh, well, she'll be 90. <laughs> she'll be 90 July 1st of this year, <laughs> actually. Um, I don't even know if she's still alive, really. I have to check. <clears throat> I should look that up and see if she's still alive. Maybe send her a card or something. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, so her. Um, who else? I, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, that bartender that I like. I, f- like, the one I wanted to ask out. I completely, like, I think, like, she's the first person that I felt like I could be 100% me. You know what I mean? And that is the most calming thing to do is to be around people that you can be 100% you. Like, I can be 100% me with Trent and Kelly. Like, I can just be me. And I don't feel any pressure to 
feel anything else but my authentic self. And that's how I felt around that bartender. And I think that's why I liked her so much because of that. And, and you know, you don't usually have that. Like, it's been so long since I had that. Like, I was 26 years old since I had that. You know what I mean? So, you know, those are the type of people you want to be around is the, the people that you feel your authentic self around without having to feel like you have to be anything else or, you know, or, or, or bow to their, you know, expectations or anything like that, you know? Um, and, you know, so, you know, through life, that's the, that's the friends you want to have. That's the relationships you want to have. The people that you can be around and be your authentic self, you know? And if you want to be quiet, you don't have to talk and you can, it's okay. You know, or if you want to talk, it's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you want to crack jokes, it's okay. You know, so, um, yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, I, I just, it just really resonated with me, this, uh, this show. And I'm so glad I, I, I watched it. I recorded it. I'm so glad I record things because, you know, sometimes I don't, I'm a big HGTV fan, like, I love watching, like I said, I remodeled my whole shed, I remodeled my home inside and out, I hired people, but I was right there hands on, and they said seven months that they were going to get done, and I said, no you're not, you're going to get done at three months, because I'm going to be here, and I'm going to be the project manager, and I'm also going to be hands on, and I was remodeling my inside of my home, and my outside of my home, and my roof, you know, and then me and my friend uh, in 2020, the fall of 2021, uh, uh, him and I tore my shed down and rebuilt it. Like we just bare to the bare bones and rebuilt it and redesigned it. <clears throat> and I put windows on it and everything like that, you know, and, uh, and that's the kind of stuff I'll, I'm like all hands on. You know what I mean? I go up like tomorrow, I'm probably going to be up on my roof, uh, doing some patchwork and everything. Um, you know, because hopefully, I don't know if the weather's going to be good enough. I might have to wait a little bit or whatever, but I like to do handyman stuff, carpentry stuff, whatever, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I, uh, try, try and watch HGTV. I'm entering their Santa Fe smart home, um, sweepstakes because that fucking home is awesome. And I, I, my premonition of my end of my life is me living in, in out West in a desert area, you know, um, that's my premonition, you know, I don't know if it's going to really happen, but that's how I feel. I feel like, um, you know, my end of life time is going to be out there enjoying the open space and the desert and whatever, you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> or that's going to be where I end up. I don't know, you know? After I'm dead. Who knows? I don't even know where you go after you're dead. Who knows? You know, I might just be six feet under and that's the end of it. Who knows? You know, but, um, yeah, so I like stuff like that. I love, you know, anything that has to do with, uh, interior design or home, uh, renovations, flipping houses. Um, I watch a lot of like first 48 investigation, investigation stuff. Um, <sighs> what else? Like, Married at First Sight is probably my shit show. <laughs> I 
my reality show, you know, where I love cooking shows. Like, I love watching, uh, uh, what's her name? Ava Longoria now has a show on CNN about Mexico and she travels around. And Stanley Tucci had one around Italy. And Anthony Bourdain, he's my man, you know. Um, watching him and and uh, they they now have Chow House on Food Network. So I watch some Food Network stuff cooking and stuff like not to say that I'm going to cook everything that I watch but it, it it's always good to you know get ideas or whatever you know um and you know uh what else do I like uh you know I watch I watch different movies series Yellowstone certain things um so anyway I I went on a tangent on bullshit because <laughs> now I'm starting to get I'm starting to get punchy now because I'm now I'm tired, <laughs> but this is how I this is how I roll. But anyway, um, I guess I'll catch up with you guys later. Uh, shout out to Angie, Ellie, and Felicia. All right, and Bronson and Jenny. Um, you know I love you guys, and you know I love my friends, all of them, new and old, and. Really, really old. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> like my friend out in, you know, one of my besties. He's like a hermit. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, uh, you know, I, I I can never like go down to Cape May and bring somebody with me and stop by his house. Because, you know, he doesn't like that, you know. And uh, he's just a strange brew. <laughs> he really is. I don't even know how we're friends. <laughs> but we could talk forever about things because, you know. We could talk about jazz, we could talk about rock, we could talk about psychology, we could talk about New York, because, you know, he's from New York, Broadway shows, and, you know, and, uh, you know, it's it's funny how, you know, the friendships that you have with people, and the different things that you enjoy together, and, and stuff, and everything, and, and the different personalities, it's like, you know, like Bronson knows, Bronson knows uh, my friend um, that I'm talking about. Because him and I, I, you know, I took him, both of them, to the casinos. And I remember Bronson didn't have a... He was like, I think he was, I don't know how old he was. Maybe 9 or 10 or whatever. I have a picture of him wearing my friend's shirt that was like, you know, it was like a tent on him. I don't know. It's in front of the casino. And we went to Cuba Libre, you know, and, and you know... He, he just loved it, because I think it was the first time he even went to the casino. I'll have to talk to him about that, you know. Um, I think it was the first time he ever went to the casino. And, and, you know, and I had them give him, you know, one of those mocktails, you know, um, of a, I think it was a mojito or something like that. that was, you know, no alcohol in it and everything. And he just loved that. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, I love my friends, uh, you know. I love the new friends that I'm making. Um, they're good people, you know, and that's what I surround myself with. And unfortunately, I had to, um, you know, sometimes I, I, I just had to block the phone calls of um, somebody and their mother, you know, the one that I was going to give another chance to, but she's obviously not in that place yet to um, work on herself. And her mother's 10 times worse than she is. And I was like, 
I ran into her mom, and already she called me like five times and stopped by my house and left a note on the door, and it's all about their problems. And I'm I'm just not doing it anymore. I'm just not. Like, and I, I tried to explain to her I'm not solving any of your problems. I'm just done. You got to solve your own problems. Quit trying to dump it on my lap, you know. And unfortunately, they just don't listen. So I'm not going to even engage. It's like I'm just blocking phone calls. <laughs> you know what I mean? At this point. And that's, it's unfortunate to do that. But, you know, and I'm never somebody that wants to do that. But um, it's just enough. Enough is enough. Like I stopped living my life trying to take care of everybody else's problems. And my life is too short. I want to be in a certain place in, in my life. And I'm going through that. Uh, dark night of the soul situation, spiritual awakening, you know, letting go of things that don't serve me anymore and and everything and, and trying to, uh, you know, move on to the next phase of my life, whatever it is, you know, and it'll probably be the last phase of my life. I don't know. Like, you know, I feel 30, 35. I look 35, 40, maybe or whatever is what everybody says. Um, I'm as immature as maybe a 12 year old. I don't know. So, I mean, you know, I might have a, you know, 30 or 40 years. I hope the hell not. Like I'm, I, I'm not looking forward to living on an earth that is the way it is right now with all this craziness going on in this world. And it seems to be getting worse and worse and worse every day. And that's just not what I'm looking forward to living in. You know, I want rainbows and butterflies every fucking day if I can have it. You know what I mean? And maybe a joint and a drink and some really good music and I'm good, you know? And my animals around me or whatever, you know? And and a good woman, you know? And that's it. I'm good. I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? But whatever happens, happens. Ah, awesome! Ed Sheeran won his lawsuit. Awesome. You know? It's unreal. Wow. Good for him. Um, anyway, so... You know, don't expect anything and, and just live your life and, you know, and like she said, love will grow through just living, you know, and not expecting from each other um, and just be good to each other. I mean, I, I'm a good person even to the assholes that are fucking assholes to me. I, you know, I try and be good, you know, to everybody, you know, and, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I know that even the people that did me wrong um, are probably good people to other people. They just weren't good to me. They weren't nice to me. The things they did were not right. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, I, I, it's it's my hope that one day they can sit with themselves. And I know I'm not going to hold my breath to ever get an apology from anybody that ever did, did me wrong with purposeful intent. You know, I understand people make mistakes, but I'm talking about people plotting and planning and following me and videotaping me and, you know, talking all kinds of shit and lies about me and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like, I hope that one day they can sit with themselves and make peace with themselves as to what they did to me, you know, and that, um, you know, I, I know that um, I'll probably never get an apology from these people and I'm not holding my breath, but um, if one day they sit down and recognize what they did and how wrong it was, that would be satisfactory to me. And I may never know that, whether they did or not, but God does, and the universe does, and whatever else. 
spiritual beings or whatever that's in this uh, world, um, you know, does. And and that's what matters. So, um, anyway, so, you know, don't don't push any of your expectations on me. No, just kidding. <laughs> I hope you don't expect this podcast to be good because it's not, no. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, everybody, look, this is how I feel about it. What the fuck do people love about my podcast? I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just keep putting them out. I mean, I, I appreciate it and everything, but, you know, I I know sometimes I can't even live with myself, and there's no way escaping me. <laughs> I'm stuck with myself, but anyway. All right, guys, you guys have a good night, and I will uh, talk to you later. I'll figure out whatever else podcast I can talk about. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll talk about how to plunge a toilet the right way. I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure it out. All right, guys, have a good night.